Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everybody. Go to strengthguild.com, S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H-G-U-I-L-D.com. Scroll down to the Iron Radio Collections, and we've got new shirts and new banners for you to support the show. Everything from just a regular banner, regular shirt, to ones with sayings on them, like Lonnie's Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree shirt. And some news for you, we're going to have some contests for people who own these shirts and things. So if you support the show, we'll let you more on that later. So if you get in on these early, you can be one of the first people to win some prizes. So, thank you very much. Go check out the site, strengthguild.com. Scroll down to Iron Radio Collections and support the show. Welcome, Iron Radio listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry here again. I am a licensed nutritionist, a professor of about 20 years, and a former competitive bodybuilder. And this is Phil Stevens, strength coach, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete. I run Strength Guild and... Ah, like we talked about last week, I would do uh, other stuff for people in the fitness industry. So, what's his name? Uh, Gabby and Sean, I do believe it is, reached out to me about those patches that you brought up. So. Right. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean reached out again even further, and he was kind of showing me some examples and stuff. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. All so. right, everybody. It's just me and Phil uh, today. Mike, because he still travels so much. I mean, the pandemic is going to mess with that sometimes, so yeah. uh, you'll have to join us next week. I do have a couple of bits of news, and then after the break, we're going to do some Iron Radio news, really, um, about our new forums. We're actually going to cr- create some Iron Radio forums. It's not meant to be some you know giant Reddit-like thing with millions of people. It's just a sort of a, a private, low-pay forum. And we've talked over the years about why you have to have this even nominal amount of pay. It keeps the bots out and the spammers and all that stuff. But I'll let Phil explain that uh, after the show or after the break. Uh, Let me share a couple uh, pieces of news here. It's really building up, so I I at least want to get three of these off my plate. Strength and Muscle Sport News. This first one is not brand new, and I don't know how this – came across my screen mike i think has mentioned this before and maybe we'll get his input next week too this is from the american journal of physical medicine and rehabilitation 2016 by pharaoh resi and colleagues (laughs) um effects of led therapy so light emitting diode on muscle hypertrophy gene expression performance damage and doms delayed onset muscle soreness a case control study with a pair of identical twins. Uh, now, we may have even touched on this in years past, but I, I don't get it. Uh, photobiology like this is, to me, really out in left field, and I'm almost sure Mike has brought this up in years past. But the aim of the study was to verify how a pair of uh, monozygotic twins would respond to LED therapy versus placebo when combined with strength training program of 12 weeks. Now, my first thought was, what do you mean, like a tanning booth? No, these are actually flexible 
um, almost think like knee sleeve or a, a heating blanket or some pa- heating pad maybe, and they just lay it over the muscle, and it, it shines light directly onto a muscle. Like, not kidding. So let me go right to the paper. This case-controlled study enrolled a pair of male monozygotic twins uh, allocated randomly to LED or placebo therapy. The light-emitting diode therapy or placebo was applied in the form of a flexible light-emitting diode array. Um, It looks like the time that they shone the lights pulsing them or shining them or whatever was 15 seconds to both quadriceps uh, muscles of each twin immediately after each strength training session. So they lifted three times a week for 12 weeks, consisting of leg pressing and leg extension exercises with a load of 80% for the leg press of 1RM and 50% 1RM, I guess, for the leg extensions. And that would kind of make sense. I mean, who wants to do (laughs) super heavy leg extensions? Um, I guess they could have a roll, but not exactly a giant mass builder there. Let's see. Muscle biopsies, magnetic resonance imaging, Maximal load and fatigue resistance tests were conducted before and after the training program. Uh, And again, looking at gene expression, muscle size, performance. The results, the light-emitting diode therapy increased the maximal load in exercise and reduced fatigue, reduced creatine kinase. So a lot of our listeners know that's a blood marker, a, a damage marker. Um, And visual analog scale, presumably for soreness here. Gene expression analysis showed decreases in markers of inflammation, like interleukin-1-beta, that's an inflammatory cytokine, and decreases in markers of muscle atrophy, meaning myostatin, uh, again, when they were treated with the light-emitting diode. So remember, these are twins, so we're looking at, like, gene differences are not in the picture here, just the presence or absence of this direct onto the skin and muscle light therapy It says protein synthesis, uh, mTOR, and oxidative stress defenses, SOD, that's just a naturally occurring endogenous antioxidant, um, were upregulated with the light-emitting diode therapy together with increases in thigh muscle hypertrophy. What? Light-emitting diode therapy, in conclusion, can be useful to reduce muscle damage, reduce muscle pain, reduce atrophy, and to increase muscle mass, as well as recovery and performance. These are some heavy claims, man. Um, I did notice that there was a quote-unquote comment to this article when I looked uh, on PubMed, right, in the National Library of Medicine. So mm-hmm. maybe somebody's saying, whoa there, Tex, that, that's a extraordinary claims you're making, you know, yeah. and that would require extraordinary evidence. Have you ever heard of anything like this, Phil? Or do you remember talking about it, the LEDs, like little mats or flexible things right on your muscles? No. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, it's, you know, photobiology. I mean, I guess it could be a thing. I don't see why it couldn't. I'm not educated in this field. Um, And this is a 2016 paper. But listeners, if you've ever seen these, like, little, you know, pads or whatever, flexible pads that you place over your muscles to try to – enhance recovery or or muscle size i would love to see this presumably either this is too early to be marketed or if it's post-market maybe it doesn't work (laughs) quite as well as didn't pan out yeah as they're they're thinking here from this 
because it's sort of a case study, right? So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to make listeners aware of this stuff. Um, it seems like it'd be if it wasn't expensive monetarily, it'd be yeah. a minimal investment. You know, lift and then slap yeah. this thing on your quads, and I don't know. See if you get bigger or you're less sore. I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's so outside yeah. of the. Yeah. You know, it's not nutritional, it's not training, but if something's going to, just with 15-second pulses or, you know, s- beams, um, going to make yeah. you bigger and recover faster, that could be amazing. So maybe we'll just check yeah. in with Mike on that. I just ordered some uh, full-spectrum lights for my office, just so I can get basically like sunlight. So... When I'm down in my cave, I get some actual light on. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. they're expensive, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) No, those like happy lights or like UV lights. I I get it, man. I mean, my wife has one of those little things that she can sometimes puts on her desk. Um, And I think we actually brought brought this up with Mike last time we touched on this one. Like I said, this just came back across my desk, but um, I'm like, oh, you mean like through your eyes, like to affect your pineal gland and your hormones and your mood. And he's like, no, like directly on your muscles. And I'm just thinking how much light can penetrate through your skin and your fascia. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But maybe quite a bit. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look around on this too. I mean, this could be freaking remarkable, but um, I'm skeptical. So, yeah. I'd rather do it the way Phil and I do it, you know, lift and eat a lot. Repeat. <laughs> Tried and true. But, yep. yeah, you know, I'm not anti. I'm going to try to stay at least a little open-minded. Yeah. Um, the next two are for our lifters that might be a little fluffy. Uh, if you are overweight, you're just a you know large mammal, both of these have to deal uh, with that, have to do with that. This first one is a paper some of the other professors were talking about. Um. This is brand new stuff, like literally days old. Obesity's poor health impact is not overcome by exercise. Now, the reason this is news is because in the past, we've told people, listen, if you're physically fit or active, it's really going to undo a lot of the problems with being overweight. But this new paper says not so much. So this is from Lab Roots and Carmen Leach. I actually might reach out and get her on the show. She's a really good science journalist. She's educated in this stuff herself, so she's not going to, you know, screw up uh, correlation versus causation or, you know, say that some new study proves this or that. So thank you, Carmen Leach. It says, while there has been limited evidence that activity and fitness can counter the health impact of excess body fat, a new study suggests that exercise cannot overcome the negative effects of obesity. Uh, This is in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology. It's a Spanish paper. They looked at 527,662 working adults. Uh, A quote here from study author Alejandro Lucia of the European University in Madrid. He says, one cannot be fat but healthy. Uh, And again, academics have debated this for the longest amount of time. We know that exercise chronically has like some anti-inflammatory effects i mean god knows not acutely when you're sore as hell but 
you know, over time chronically, it's going to do a lot of things, improve your cholesterol and just a whole bunch of things, blood pressure. Um, it says our study sought to clarify the links between activity, body weight and heart health. The people had an average age of 42. Okay. So they're not kids and 32% were women. The researchers classified the participants in the usual way as far as their body mass index. So if your body mass index is between 20 and 24.9, so low 20s, healthy weight, right, normal weight. Upper 20s, up to 29.9 would be overweight, and then obese would be 30 uh, or higher BMI. And again, we're talking weight for height, right, kilos of body weight per, over your uh, meter squared in height. So a few details here about 42% of the study participants were normal weight. Now, this is something a colleague of mine just said right out of the gate. Well, that's obviously Spain, not the U.S., because I don't think 42% of Americans are normal weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, yeah, I've heard that 40% of Americans are obese, and about three-quarters are at least overweight. Yeah. So that would mean that there's only maybe 20 or 30% of Americans that are probably in, in this category. So, And I can tell you, being in Spain, I, I don't think I saw one, maybe one super obese person when I was there the whole time. I was only there for about a week, but yeah. they just you don't see them you know, um, limping around on the sidewalks like you do here. Yes. Um, Anyway, it says they were grouped according to whether they were regularly active, insufficiently active, or just plain sedentary. And because of the numbers that they're dealing with, it's, they're not going to have the kind of standards we would have, right? This is going to be a little quick and dirty and setting the bar pretty low. But they were considered regularly active if they had some moderate to vigorous exercise in a typical week. Then there were the people that got less than the recommended amount. And then, of course, the sedentary people did nothing at all. It says 24% were in the active group uh, of these Spanish folks. 12% were somewhat active but insufficient. And 63% were sedentary. Damn. Ooh. Now, that's, that's sounding more like the U.S., like doing yeah. nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did they look at? They looked at cholesterol levels, high blood pressure, and diabetes. Let's see. For any body mass index and any level of activity, there was an association with lower likelihoods of diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol when you looked at the active people versus inactive. So regardless of how big you are, you're doing pretty well, right, compared to inactive. Um, this makes me think about all these years as a nutritionist, right? I, I, I've looked at a lot of studies on deficiency diseases, right? You don't get vitamin C, you get scurvy, you know, you don't get enough thiamine, you get beriberi. To me, physical activity, there's a real parallel here, right? If you don't get any lifting, <laughs> any walking, that's a deficiency disease, right? Yeah. So it's just like with the nutrition to me, the, the parallels are amazing. Uh, anyway, it says, let's see. This tells us that everyone, irrespective of their body weight, should be physically active to safeguard their health. And then, of course, he says more is better. And again, this is where Gen Pop is different from us. More is better with physical activity. And his example is 30 minutes of day is better, per day is better than 15 minutes per day. But obviously, Phil, in your gym or in the fitness world, if you say more is better without limit, mm. you're going to have overtraining people just destroying yeah. themselves. Yeah. You know. Five hours of hard exercise. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, it says, regardless of how much activity they reported, 
people who are overweight or obese, again, body mass indexes in the upper 20s or over 30, regardless of how much activity, they had a higher risk of cardiovascular disease than normal weight peers. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Phil? Like, I don't know. Makes, how would it apply to your... <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it largely makes sense. I mean, but... And that, I don't know. I mean, the big thing to me is, like, most big strength athletes I know are smart enough to know that the level of weight we're getting ourselves up to is not for health. Yes, right. And, and we've accepted that. Like, I, like when Mark Bell, you know, he's jacked and tan now. But when he was bigger, like, he wasn't doing it for his health. He, he wasn't, like, lying to himself saying, I can squat 1,000 pounds, so I'm in great shape. No, he was, like, pre-diabetic and everything else. <laughs> right. You know, he was, it was all about weight on the bar. That's all it was about. So to, to hell with health, let's do this. You know? So... Yep. Yeah, it's not surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I think the average person can get skewed and think that's not the truth. Like, oh, I'm in great shape, even though I'm 150 pounds overweight. And you know, you're not, dude. You can't just carry that around right. and expect to be doing okay. Right. No, you're not. That's a good point. And you're right. The veterans, they know the price they're paying, mm-hmm. you know, to be really huge. Um, once I told Rob, he was... I think he wanted to squat 750. I can't remember what it was, like like a life goal, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, because he, he was getting really heavy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how far are you willing to go, bro? Yeah. Like, what price are you willing to pay? Because yeah. you're going to, you know, you're already, I don't know what he was, 285 or something. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to put on 30 more pounds. Can you even deal <laughs> yeah. with yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. And I think that's where... People who listen to Iron Radio, they're going to get this perspective. We've been around enough big people, um, well, and you've even unhealthily jammed your weight ridiculously oh, yeah. high, yeah. Um, that we, we're not going to pretend that there's not a price there, that performance is not synonymous with health. Yeah, I mean, my last meet where I went in and what I ate up for that, hit my first 722 squat, and I mean, I was like, I was a cheeseburger away from a heart attack. I mean, <laughs> I felt bad, you know, yeah. but it was all in the name of that. And, but that's also, I'm getting older and so it affects me more than it did. And that, that was also when I was like, okay, no more of that, you know, yeah, it's just too much now. So that's like right now I'm sitting at like 250 and I'm hoping at this meet I'll start eating them more and be 260. Not, I'm not going for 290 again. Yeah. You know? Right. No, I, even on my much smaller scale, when I get over 215 at 5'9", 215 pounds, my yeah. blood pressure, I start getting hypertensive. I mean, my mm-hmm. brother's got wildly high blood pressure, so that makes yeah. me worry a little. I don't want to have yep. congestive heart failure when I'm 60, you know. No. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, that becomes a temporary thing. Would I still routinely eat my way up to nearly 230? Yes, I would, right? And yeah. so... I don't know. I guess a doctor would say shame on you, but I had to put on that muscle mass if I was going to diet down and be in the upper 190s ripped, you know? Yep. So, yeah. So there it is. Uh, you can't exercise it away. Probably not that surprising. And let's face it. Body mass index we know is not body composition. If anybody's listening, like, somebody please say you guys are, you know, you're talking about guys that are big because of muscle mass. That's true. The more muscle mass you have, more or less the better you can dispose of, of the carbs you eat, you know, because muscle's a nice gas tank for carbs. 
we were just talking last week about all the possible benefits of hypertrophy. So, yes, we're talking about guys. Are they overfat or gals? Yes. Hell yes. But they're also carrying kilos and kilos more muscle mass than the people in this study right here. So that's why we need to do uh, population-specific stuff, right? Like what's it like, yes, to have your body mass index ridiculous, like 35 or more, Mm-hmm. But you're you're also squatting seven bills for reps, you know, like that's yeah. a whole different whole different population there. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm I'm no medical doctor, but I mean, part of me can recognize that, you know, I have I was born with the same heart, and I'm always going to have the same heart. It doesn't matter if I'm 165 pounds or 300 pounds; it doesn't matter if that 300 pounds is fat or muscle. You get up to 300 pounds. You're asking that same heart to do a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, and just that isn't, you, know, you have to realize that just because you're lean and jacked, you're still putting some strain on things. Oh, yeah. you know, that's a good <laughs> point. I'm thinking about purposely over fat power lifters, right? Yeah. But you're right. I mean, don't tell me. Even in shape, Ronnie Coleman was cardiovascularly healthy. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, no, probably not. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a lot of, a lot of stuff for that heart to pump around. Yeah, you know, uh, the fluids, the excess fluids, all that muscle had to oh, hold fluids from the blood too. Yes. volume of his body. So yeah, just just the pressure to perfuse all the capillaries and all that tissue. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. I had an advisor uh, years ago, and he would always argue because, you know, that's a time I was trying to take up more space. And I remember like one of my profs when I was a grad student, he's like, your head looks tiny compared to your big body. I'm like, this is how we do it, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're not used to looking at it. But the one guy says to me, Lonnie, it doesn't matter what you're composed of, right? If your body mass index is that high, um, that's a lot of, you know, cardiovascular work, just what you're saying, Phil. Um, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but it cannot be as bad as if it's just all pro-inflammatory adipose tissue. Uh, yes. But but, he, you know, I was acknowledging the point then, just like I will with you now. Yeah. Even if you're lean, um, yep. that's a lot of extra work. And I mean, how do we do stress tests to see if you need, you know, uh, if you're at the at risk of a heart attack or something, if you have like a, you know, uh, partially occluded coronary vessels or something oftentimes sometimes they do it with meds but oftentimes they just put you on a treadmill that's what exercise Mm -hmm. physiologists do they have you walk uphill increasingly steeply until the cardiac work is enough that basically you get angina you know your heart hurts essentially um so car that direct myocardial workload um is going to lay bare the fact right it's going to expose the fact that you're coronary tree is partly blocked yeah uh, yeah and if you walk around all day long well you know what it's like phil like literally you just and, and more so than me i know you're taller than i am but when you're really heavy for your height um you could get out on the sidewalk and your, your target heart rate just going for a stroll mm-hmm. you know that's a lot of work i would challenge anybody who uh who's listening and they're like well that, that's so unhealthy it's like listen we all make choices you know um Mm -hmm. warriors don't plan to live a long time it's that kind of mindset Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a lot of that's a lot of workload uh for a heart that's uh, a muscle about the size of your fist like you said almost regardless 
Yep. 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 And that's, you know, I mean, and like you're saying, there are going to be people out there that's selfish, that's a horrible goal. Well, it's my goal. Leave me alone. My life. You know? Yep. And yeah, it's, you know, I'm not hurting anybody else. And I've, the big thing to me, as long as you, as long as anybody, they set a goal and then you take a minute to realize it. You know, like, okay, I want to do this. Here's the negative aspects of it. Mm-hmm. You know, take that time and let yourself know that, <laughs> you know, you know, I might be shortening my life. Well, okay. I'm okay with that. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, the freaking fact is, is every time I'm not immune to the fact every time I walk into the gym and I squat 700 plus pounds, something could go terribly wrong. It could be over. True. When you're messing with that kind of weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just could be mm-hmm. any day now. Boom. You know? One false move, a knee goes, and the bar just falls on me, and you know spotters have point six seconds to catch it, and they don't, and oh, yep, I'm I'm dead, you know, yeah. So, yeah. um, I will say this, Phil. I know you do it, and I know I've done it. That's why you have mesocycles, and you cycle up and down body weight. Um, even guys, I talk to guys that you know they use anabolics, the guys who go on and stay on a stuff that really takes a toll versus guys yeah. who cycle off. And again, same thing with body weight up and down or the amount of weight that you're brutalizing your spine with. At least most of the the wise people I know, they take take note of moderation, right? (laughs) There's a time to be balls-to-the-wall warrior, big, you know, performance, even if it's a little unhealthy. And then they try to do what they can to then ease the body weight back down for a couple months, man. You know, uh, stuff like that. And that's even my when I got my hip and my hamstring injuries, and I was kind of forced into not doing much for two years. I really think at this point that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I needed those couple years of not pushing myself all the time, and I think a lot of connective tissue and things just healed up. And then after those that time, I'm, I was able to get back at it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I needed that short break after 15 years of going hard. You know, mm-hmm. and then I was able to okay, nice two year break. Let's go again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Slowly repair. Even nervous system yeah. stuff. Just everything. Yeah, just everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I got one more uh, before we go to break. Also about large mammals. And when I say large mammals, I, I mean, that's a broad category. That's sort of an iron radio term, I know. Phil, I think that's your term. But it's it's large regardless. You know, yes, muscle. Yes, fat. Yes to everything. You're large, right? <laughs> um. But this one is related to the pandemic. And listeners, fire us an email through ironradio.org, or we'll talk about our forums in a, in a little bit here. Um, if you're sick of hearing about pandemic stuff, I'll just stop. But, you know, this gets mixed in with the other science that I'm looking at these days. I mean, how could it not, you know? So this one is um, about, you know, lifestyle and how we eat and all that kind of stuff. This says, Western dietary pattern antioxidant intakes and oxidative stress the importance during the SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 pandemic this is by man these names Trujillo Mayall so Igor's his first name T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O if you want to look this up it's advances in nutrition spanking new here's how it starts the importance of balanced dietary habits, which include appropriate amounts of antioxidants to maintain the immune system, has become increasingly relevant during the whole pandemic. 
Why? Because viral infections are characterized by high oxidative stress. So we're hearing, you know, people are put on, they're put in the ICU or put on a vent because of the cytokine storm and all this stress. So they looked at the Mediterranean diet and the Atlantic diet. Now, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't usually hear much about the Atlantic diet. It's sort of a Portuguese side shoot of the Mediterranean diet. And I, somebody can email and correct me, but maybe I'm pigeonholing it. But I, it's not the kind of thing you hear in everyday conversation. You hear Mediterranean diet all the time, you know, but less processed foods, vegetables, seafood, et cetera, et cetera, olive oil. And my understanding of the uh, Atlantic diet is it's very similar. Uh, some people point out that, oh, that's an artificial construct. It's just basically the Mediterranean diet. So, okay, again, send us an email and yell at me if you think I'm being too uh, judgmental. But And then even the dietary guidelines for Americans. They all provide essential vitamins, minerals, and phenolic compounds. So when you hear of phenols, think tea. Uh, there's phenols in olive oil, you know, that kind of thing. Antioxidants that aren't vitamins and minerals. Um, and these are needed to activate enzymatic and non-enzymatic antioxidant responses. Uh, but it says, however, of course, the COVID-19 crisis brings this problem of high oxidative damage when you're infected. Uh, let me just give you some uh, numbers here as they look at these different diets and what they do and what they do not supply. The Mediterranean diet and the athletic uh, Atlantic diet are characterized by consumption of fruit, veg, legumes, olive oil, and whole grains with low intake of processed foods and red meat. Now, the red meat one always – they always got to throw that in there. To be honest, when I was in Spain, it, at least southern Spain, it was pretty clear that jamón was a big deal. So I don't – I didn't see people shying away from the red meat necessarily. Maybe not like giant porterhouse steaks falling off either side of your plate. But uh, anyway – the Mediterranean diet in particular pr provides the required amount of antioxidants per day for vitamins. Um, but, you know, this is only up to 3.8 micrograms a day. So vitamin D. So vitamin D, you multiply by 40 to get into international units. I like to do my vitamin D in IUs. So that's only 150 IUs a day. That's not a couple of thousand. So they say that that's adequate, but mm, I don't know about that. Vitamin E, 17 milligrams. Vitamin C, uh, it'll provide up to 270 milligrams per day. That's actually pretty good. Um, probably from like, you know, tomatoes and, you know, the fruits and vegetables. Vitamin A, uh, 1,273 micrograms a day. Vitamin B12, up to 2 micrograms a day. Folate, over 500 micrograms a day, and then minerals like selenium, zinc, and iron. Now, selenium and zinc you will see in some antioxidant pills. So they say the Mediterranean diet on average will give you 120 micrograms of selenium, uh, 11 milligrams of zinc. Now, the iron, I think that depends if you're a dude or a lady, to be honest, mm -hmm. because I most men that I know have excess iron unless you go um, donate blood regularly. But it says up to 19 milligrams of iron per day. Uh, and then manganese, 12.5 milligrams. And then they also point out the polyphenol intake is high. And of course it is. In my opinion, that's what's so good about the Mediterranean diet. You're getting a lot of this stuff like, you know, the olive oil and the polyphenols. It says, however, all of these diets are still deficient in the recommended amount of vitamin D. Aha. So this is what I was kind of rolling my eyes at. So 
they're saying the recommended amount of vitamin D is 20 micrograms a day. So times 40, that's 800 IUs a day. And like I said, most nutritionists I know will tell you 800 IU is not going to be enough to change your blood levels. You're going to have to get two to 4,000 IUs a day probably, and even then it might take several weeks. Uh, it says, therefore, vulnerable populations such as obese individuals could benefit from antioxidant supplements to improve their antioxidant response. So I don't know what listeners are supplementing these days. Um, this time of year, especially because of COVID, I'm glad I'm getting my – I've actually upped it to 4,000 IUs a day of vitamin D. Uh, and some people, my usual 2,000 IU of vitamin D won't, won't raise blood levels. Um, it really depends on your age and uh, probably genes and everything else. Um, but I, I do get my uh, low-dose vitamin C. I prefer just a 250-milligram vitamin C. If anybody's taking 500 or 1,000, you might be wasting that a little bit. Um, I'm happy to you know, answer something on a forum or, or whatever. But low-dose C, yeah, I do that. I'll take um, low-dose, just 200 IU vitamin E. Uh, a couple times a week, not every day, but there are some r famous researchers, the Maidanis, M-E-Y-D-A-N-I, and they're really pushing about 200 IUs of vitamin E. Vitamin E is sold a lot like vitamin C, though, in my opinion, overdosed. So 200 a couple times a week just to keep my immune system bolstered, and again, that's literature-based. So vitamin E, obviously an antioxidant, uh, fat-soluble vitamin. Um yeah, they say the even the Mediterranean diets will only give you 17 milligrams of vitamin E. That's that's okay, but again, yeah, I I prefer an extra D, extra C, extra E, and then I do my fish oils and stuff like that. I, I wouldn't put that in the antioxidant category, but it's definitely anti-inflammatory. So even whey protein, it, listeners, if you're not familiar can be beneficial. I've actually got a list of different things from studies that I pulled on my fridge of, I don't know, nutrients I'm glad I take and that if I do get infected with COVID, I'm, I'm going to ramp it up. You know, my, my normal vitamin D, I'm going to increase that maybe by a factor of four. I'm not telling you to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I'm going to do that. I've seen studies with vitamin D, acute COVID, in the tens of thousands uh, yes. I use. I, I, I was reading some studies this week, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that day in, day out. I mean, you don't want to go over, over about 5,000 IUs a day. Um, but, yeah, you bet your butt I'm going to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So my son had COVID uh, about three weeks ago, and I'm like, you know, our usual vitamin D that we take this time of year just for, you know, general immune and, and mood and everything else and strength. I mean, vitamin D is also linked to strength and testosterone and a few other things, at least indirectly. Let's up that a lot <laughs> right now mm -hmm. um, just to make sure. So, yeah, even my wife and I be living in the same house, somehow we did not get it. Or if we got COVID, it was asymptomatic. Yep. Um, and, you know, I upped our, our vitamin D um, to about ten or 12,000 a day. It was just for a couple of days. I'm not telling everybody else to do that. And, again, even 12,000 compared to the 40 or 50,000 I see in some mm -hmm. studies – but I'm not a doctor, and so I'm not. I'm only going to push that so far. Um, yeah. So there are some things that you can do, from whey protein to vitamin D to vitamin E to the fish oils. Um, even the curcumin uh, that I take is anti-inflammatory. So you know, bo I've, bonus there. Yeah, I've been doing all kinds of stuff up in my teas. 
Like I've been drinking a lot of herbal teas and things just because they said like, uh, if you got COVID, keep drinking hot liquids. It washes it down and kills it. And I was like, well, I'm going to freaking do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, think of the polyphenols. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you all know. that. So, I mean, I'm just drinking tons of teas and you know, taking my vitamin E and my fish oils and vitamin C. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners, it's one of those things where maybe we can take a little bit of pride that, you know what, our usual lifestyle that protects us from – Anything from premature aging to heart disease to whatever, um, just the way we eat and move, it's going to pay benefits here. You know, um, I feel like the pandemic is really exposing America for the sedentary, obese mm-hmm. mess that we are. Inflammatory diet, you know, French fries and burgers every day. And yep. average people aren't doing stuff like eating salmon and taking fish oils and extra D and maybe now some of them are but my concern is oh my god a loved one has covid i'm just going to take vitamin d right now well that's a start but let's face it you're not exactly (laughs) saturated with this stuff um you you can't just you haven't earned tissue levels of these things yeah you can't just pop a few you know the day that you get covid and, and and expect the same response yes All right. Well, that's going to be it for the news. Actually, that's plenty, it looks like, at the timer here. We're going to come back from break, and we're just going to talk about the new Iron Radio forums. Phil's got a lot of experience putting forums together, and I'm just going to ask him some questions. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you know who this is. Uh, so I'm here to tell you about uh, Dr. Mike T. Nelson's uh, new book, uh, Why You Should Eat Keto. I don't do it because, I mean, look at me. Come on, I'm fabulous and I'm fantastic. Anyway, you should text uh, Keto ebook all in one word to 44222 to receive your free copy. Do it. Do it now. Iron Radio is, of course, primarily a podcast. But over the years, there have been technical glitches calling for backup streaming, and listeners who wanted the convenience of other sources of audio content. Toward this end, Iron Radio is now simulcast and backed up on YouTube. If needed, please search Lawnman07 or Iron Radio from within YouTube. There's not much video, but if you like to listen through YouTube on a Roku or other living room device, there you go. Okay, listeners. After more than a decade of joining us on the podcast airwaves, you can now also become viewers on YouTube. This is not our usual simple backup of the audio show, but rather a growing body of video taste tests covering various foods of interest to nutrition enthusiasts, bodybuilders, and powerlifters. From within YouTube, simply search for Iron Radio Taste Test or Nutrition Radio Taste Test. In about 15 minutes, we cover taste and texture similar to other products, uh, usefulness to the co-hosts, and whether we would recommend the product to certain clients. You may even want to watch our podcast feed or Facebook group for which products are coming down the pike so you can taste test them with us. Join us for this new monthly project. fix of iron radio in addition to being a popular institute on itunes 
We are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once-per-week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. All right, everybody. Uh, We're back. It's Phil and Lonnie. And we're going to talk about the Iron Radio forums. So, Phil, you've got all the experience with this stuff. Um, Why did this start and how are you doing it? Just all of the above. Oh, boy. Um, Well, we've been talking about it for a while. And then the, the recent exodus that a lot of people are taking off social medias and things like that, it was just kind of time. And it seemed, it, it seems like a good time where you're seeing lots of more of these things popping up, um, places we can go and like-minded people can, you know, shoot the shit again over topics of whatever they want to do. And, you know, we don't have to worry about, I mean, we don't know at this point if I posted what I am today, like right now during the show, if you guys heard clicking and whatnot, basically I'm making a new post on the forum that kind of outlines what the show was about. For God's sakes, we might get edited off Facebook for saying stuff about vitamin D and this and that. Who, who knows? I mean, right. that's kind of the point it's reaching. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been talking about it for a while, and it's like, let's just make our own place um, where we can go. We can post things like this. Um, it'll be mainly just purely lacking in trolls. Um, that's the biggest part of making it uh, a monetary investment to be part of it. It just keeps people like that away. Um, you don't get spammers and stuff. None of them will pay four ninety nine a month. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so we're able to go on there. I mean, I'm moving myself more and more away from the social medias and things like that. I'll still go on there. Once this is totally up and going, I'll go and I can post something from this over there. But basically, I mean, we're at that time and... <sighs> Uh, we want to invest time in something that's ours. Yeah. And, you know, now we have a place to where if you guys as listeners have a question, um, you can come ask it on there and then we have an avenue to answer you. And, you know, it just it makes it worth our time too. But a four ninety nine investment, um, you know, we don't make anything off the show, never have. But, I mean, it's... You know, it gives us more incentive as well to just be active and gives us a place. It's hard to be, you've talked to us, we've talked about before, like we've all quit writing articles for other places even. Yeah. Um, It's just become a waste. So we have an article database that that we can go on. And like I've I've mentioned it on the Iron Radio page, uh, I just have three articles up there, I think, right now. And uh, we'll, we'll slowly add more. And those articles will only be accessible if you're a member. And then you can come talk about them. We'll have a post for every show each week. And there's a section for you to ask questions on anything from supplementation to strength training to keeping your training logs. Um, I've got my training log going there, on there. Um, you can come on and ask questions on that and just see what we're doing. We'll be able to go into yours say, hey, what do you think I got going on here? And answer your question. Um, I'm not going to promise that we're going to be on there eight hours a day, yeah. but we'll stop in there numerous times a week and answer some questions or put up some new stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe over time have guests. Maybe, you know, I know Lonnie put up a post about just what do you guys want out of the forum? Uh, you know, some kind of reward system or, or things like that. And, I mean, the biggest thing with forums like this is it's going to take – it takes you guys. 
<laughs> you know, we can be on there all we want, but without people coming on and Interaction. the real content comes from you guys interacting yeah. and asking questions. Like I went on and just tried to start one and I'll just go on every once in a while and start broad topics to try and spur conversation. And then we can all flesh these things out. Um, and that's kind of where it's at. I mean, it's I, I started one years ago for Windler. Um, everybody knows I worked for a, a large forum back in the day. Um, and yeah, I, I think you're really starting to see people are getting fed up with the usual social media platforms and you're seeing them come to more targeted back to more targeted things like this. I love it. We can all, we can all sit around and shoot the shit and there's an off topic section. You guys can go in there and talk whatever you want. (laughs) And you know, you're the only big brothers that are going to be watching us. like me, Lonnie and Mike. And as long as you're not a complete asshole, say what you want to say. So, and you guys can flesh it out like adults. I mean, that's part of life is, you know, being able to converse and talk through things. So, right. And that's um, kind of where we're at. Um, I just wanted to add that when Phil says four ninety nine, he means four dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Yes, not four hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> and it's set up so basically, when you go in, if you when you go to the forum, you go to the top right and sign in. And as you're going through sign in, there's a choice there. It says subscription, and you'll either pick the four dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Or you can pick the yearly option. With the yearly option, you get a month for free. Oh, so you, you get go. $5 off. Um, and it's just reoccurring. You can cancel it at any time. Um, but it'll keep paying every month or every year. And then you have access. Um, I'm going to try and this week was building this part of the the site. I'm going to build the other side part of the site hopefully next week, which will be a new store um, and database for the for the shows. So basically, we'll keep the existing database, and I'll link it. But then, I'll put up a like a blog post on the new site every Saturday or Sunday when the show comes out, so you can get to it. And then there'll be a link to where we can discuss it on the forum. And then, like the articles that we post on the forum, we'll put a teaser of the article on that site. So if you want the full access to it, you got to go to the forum. Um, things like that. But then we'll have some banners and shirts and whatever you guys want to see. It's time that we start doing that stuff. So there is there's even um, a post. Uh, I just I put up some stuff and I know, Phil, you did some things too. like wh- wh- why come here? Why do this? So yes. when you think about forums, here's a quick list. I just took a snapshot. So you're going to get access to the article and audio library. Uh, now, you can still Google this and probably try to drag all this stuff up. But, you know, it's nice just to have a discussion about it or, or have the database there, uh, the archives uh, we could do members only like uh, videos of us. I don't know. Maybe in the future, after doing those taste tests and trying a little pilot of that for half a dozen um, episodes, maybe we just set up some cameras down the road and we just we can just have a video. You could watch us record the show on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings or something like that. Um, maybe some like quarterly live streams. I'm not going to be able to do live streaming stuff every week or anything like that but yeah. maybe you know every so often we have like a live like a hangout or chat um member spotlights i love the ideas because we have definite listeners who well let's face it most of our listeners they're intermediate to advanced you know yes and they have stuff to offer so we can spotlight members um mm-hmm. give them different badges you know so they Everybody can instantly recognize, listen, this guy is a, you know, iron veteran kind of thing. We could do polls. Maybe even we do um, occasional, like, a, 
some mega discount for a one-on-one call, a coaching call or something mm-hmm. like that. Like there's a ton of things that the podcast can interact. What we don't do with you guys a lot now <laughs> is interact, yeah. right? We do what's yes. called push content. It's like we broadcast. But yeah. if you want to actually say something back, that's the idea, right? And I mean, I'm totally down. I have just walked away from social media. I just really have, except for putting up a backup of our audio podcast on YouTube. And yeah. that's always been the small potatoes part of what we do. Um, at YouTube, we're just not really about that. We don't have a lot of ways to interact, and I think now we will, right? And yeah. so by having that $4.99 a month or like the, the yearly package or whatever, and I'm even going to give Phil the list of existing uh, podcast subscribers, you guys will just be able to use the forums. Now, you're going to have to register with your real name. And, yeah. so, and that's one thing we, we'll, we'll know. We, we request you use your real first and last name. The only time that I'm going to follow Windler's lead on this, um, drop us a line. If you are like military special forces or something like that, uh, or even a, a police officer or something that where your name just doesn't need out there. Let us know and we'll let you go with like a first name and a last initial um, for a valid reason. But other than that, I mean, I just like the idea of having your real name. It That's another way of stopping the keyboard warrior syndrome. Yeah. You know, when somebody's name squat 228 by 7, they'll come on there and say anything they fucking want. You know, when your real name's behind what you're saying, eh, it kind of tampers people down at times. Behave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, we just request you use your real name, and then you can say whatever the hell you want to say. But, you know, if you get backlash from it, that's on you. So, well, people should take responsibility for what they yeah, say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? So you're not going to hide behind a, a pseudonym. Um, I think another good one is like we talked about the ability to, if you guys have an article that you think is great that you've written, shoot it over. We'll go through it and maybe we'll post it and we'll give you credit. You know, and then everybody can talk about your article. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to get more guests and things like that. Um, but yeah, just interaction, a, a place where we can interact. And, uh, you know, answer questions more besides on here. And it'll also give us a spot where if you guys are asking tons of questions, it just feeds us. It feeds right into this. We're better able to touch on things that you guys want to hear about. If we see this, like this topic keeps coming up, well, let's flesh this out on the show. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. talk about that for an hour. Mm-hmm. So um, we can address directly address things on the show via the form and things like that. So I do um, want to. I want to put out there, listen, I am looking at this a lot. Like this is not like bodybuilding.com or the T Nation forums. This is sort of a private club thing. So where you take responsibility, we expect you to have some level of civility. I mean, I'm not saying – well, let's put it this way. Like on the podcast, I'm a teacher. So you're not going to see me be potty mouth publicly much. I don't know. I, I'm not going to be afraid to swear a little bit. I, I can tell Phil is not afraid to swear, <laughs> uh, and especially yeah. probably in our forums. So, you know, if you want to yes. get the nitty gritty and stuff, that's kind of how you're going to do this. And I'm cringing a little. I feel like I'm pitching this like a commercial, and that is not the point. The point is interaction, and it's going to be yes. a club. Like Strength Guild, if somebody comes in wearing a ski mask and starts talking smack, Phil's going to beat your ass and kick you out the door, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a private club kind of thing. Yes, people are welcome. New members are welcome, and we're even going to be supportive of that stuff. But, yeah, it's that kind of um, controlled, smaller community. That's what I'm looking for, yeah. you know. And a place that we can target. And like you said, interact with the listeners finally. Um, I guess I better give the URL out. Um, theironforum.com. 
theironforum.com um, is the name of it. And like I said, all you'll do is just go to the upper right-hand corner, hit sign up. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer, whatever you want to do. Um, I've had several people test it out so far, and it's up and working. So you will not see much when you first go on. When you go and log in and you're just a guest, all you're going to see is why to join. That's it. Until you pay and that payment processes through and then it automatically gives you subscribing member privileges, then it'll open up more. Then you'll see the articles and the varied forums like we have why join training log, strength discussion, nutrition discussion, supplement discussion, off topic. I probably need to go ahead and add one on like this week's Iron Radio or show or whatever um, where I can put up, you know, I just cliff notes of this week's show. Oh, that's and nice. Talk yeah. about some more. So. Because that's what I was doing during the show is when Lonnie was talking. I was just taking little notes of what each oh, I love news it. was about. So, And then, yeah, we can talk about each show um, or whatever you guys want to do. So. I love that idea uh, because I've actually heard critiques before like, oh, my God, our episodes, nobody can do that. Well, you know what? Then go to the forums and check it out in like eight bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see if it's interesting for you to talk about. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And uh, if you go on over, I mean, check it out. You can sign up for one month and cancel it however you want to do it. So, um, like I said, four ninety nine a month. You can cancel it at any time. You just go to the sign-up page, click your subscription level, use your real name, throw an email address in. And just be aware it might take, once you pay, it's usually pretty fast, but it might take five, ten minutes for it to, to, for the sites to talk to each other and just to give you your access. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you should just give it a few minutes and then it'll give you your access. And then from there on out, it'll be fine. So, no, sounds uh, good. I, I look at this. I look at this very similarly to what we did on YouTube or anything else. You know, let's just have a place. Again, if you get on there and you're like, oh, there's like tumbleweeds coming through here, it's a smaller community. You're there to kind of see what's going on. It's going to, it's going to cross talk with the podcast. Right. Yes. And there's going to be a, a limited number of other people, especially for the first couple of months uh, and always at least some limit. I don't want this to be some big blowout thing. Um, 700 million people. Yeah. 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 No, but but the more what I would urge people is no questions, a stupid question. The more you ask, the more it's going to spur all of us, <clears throat> you know, the, the other listeners and us mm-hmm. to answer questions, which will then in turn bring up more questions. And we can all get, you know, start fleshing out topics. So I'll do the best I can. Like I put one in the strength uh, discussion. I just put one in there that just spurs up. Let's spur some activity. Let's talk about speed. You know, and mm-hmm. so I put up a little post about that. And we've got a couple of the people that uh, ha- that I let join early come on and made comments or ask questions. So yep. um, there's a few people from the Iron Radio Facebook page that are on there. I I'd had three of them come join early to help me test it and make sure it works. Oh, great. So I just took volunteers. So I want to make sure, I want to get the bugs out before we're like, launch it. Like, oh, right. Then everything goes to hell. So, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it all seems to be working good. And if you guys have any suggestions, I mean, by all means, let us, let us have it. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Good stuff. You know what, Phil? Um, I'll follow up with you. Maybe we could even get some people to post some audio clips. We could put a mid-show ad. If you want to record an ad for the forums, yeah. uh, you know, we'll put it on the podcast then. You know, you could – because I'm assuming on the forums you can post um, 
images or links or audio links yep, or something. You can put little videos, and some of them, when they ask you to, like, if you're putting up a long video, it's going to ask you to usually give a link from, like, YouTube or something. Okay. Just yep. so it's not stored on our, eating up our uh, database. Space, yeah. You know, but, uh, but, um, but, yeah, you can post pictures and things like that. There's just a limit to the size. Right. But, and we can always change that. So we can make our database bigger, mm-hmm. but okay. um, we just kind of started where we did. And then, I mean, we can add things as we go right now too. I mean, there's reputation levels. So as you go up, uh, your reputation goes up. I've got the ability to come in there. Like if you're a, I got one guy that entered in as a coach, so I have him, I can change him to a coach. He's not just a subscribing member. He's a coach. Um, any of my members from my gym that are in there, it's, they're just listed as a strength field athlete. So you kind of know where these people are from. Um, when you see them post and we can do the same for you. I mean, if I know that somebody joins and they're a coach or I know they're this or that, I can change them to what they are. So you kind of know the reputation of people who you're talking to. You know what? Yes. I mean, this is going to be, maybe this is the old fart in me, but this is a return to some level of gatekeeper and editor, you know, like you've got administrators saying, no, this guy is worth listening to. He's not some idiot that's just going to pontificate about, you know, his new product or something. I don't know. So, and yeah, and I I think we'll do a good job of just policing ourselves. I don't think, I don't foresee anybody being a complete douchebag. No. And if they do, I'm also have a feeling they'll probably get shut down pretty quick. So right on. Yeah. But I mean, what I want to, we're not into censoring and things like that, but just realize that we're going old school. Like if you're being an asshole, you're going to get some back. (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're just not going to let it stand. Mm-hmm. So we won't censor you, but we'll put you in your place. So, um, yeah, it should, let's just have fun. Like I said, I'm hoping my biggest hope is that I get the avenue. You just don't get out of social media anymore. It's just such a waste of time. There's no real conversations. I would love to have in-depth conversations on this stuff. again. Right. That's um, what forums do. So, I think they allow yeah. threads, threaded discussions that don't drop yes. off the bottom of the page. You know, exactly. We can just flesh out a subject and get deep into it. It might take us months, you know, because we're busy people. But hey, let, let me get back to you on that, and we'll dig up some info and you know, slowly flesh something out. So sweet. All right. But again, theironforum.com. Theironforum.com. I'll go ahead and post that today on uh, social media as well, so people can start looking at it. So. Exciting. Cool. All right. I guess we'll uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week. That'll work. Thanks a lot. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Um, Please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org store. Uh, We also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, 
and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.